Alex. Yes, Laura. Will you marry me? Uh, no. Why not? I want to be alone forever. And ever? And ever. <laughs> Clap and gonorrhea are the same thing. I just what? learned that about an hour ago. Why? We can... I knew it. Anyway, hi everyone! Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of Two Flat Whites. Wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. I'm you ever sound, so excited. You sound so enthused. I am. Today's... Uh, this is going to be a good episode, I think. It is. Juicy. It is. I am... Really intrigued mm. about today's ep. Today's episode is called Forever Alone or Never Alone. Can you guess what it's about? It's about turtles. I love turtles. I know you do. Uh, no, we're going to be talking about relationships and whether or not to be in one. Well, not whether or not to be in one, but just the concept of being in a relationship. Yeah. Versus not. Yes. We have two very different viewpoints on this. Indeed. Well, viewpoints, experiences. Experiences, yes. Yeah. First, cab off the rank. Anything new to report in your oh, life? All right, yes. Before we delve in, oh. done a bunch of auditions lately, trying yeah. to live an actor life. And like, I had to do two auditions. One was Bond, so I was in my underwear. And the other one was an unspecified advertisement, also in my underwear. <laughs> so I had to dance around in my underwear twice. Great. Yes. Um, great. What happened with you? I feel like you've had a much more interesting two oh, weeks. I've had such an up and down two weeks. Um, Nick's brother's wife, so my sister-in-law, uh, gave birth to their first child. So Your first niece. Yes, my first niece. Yes. How sweet. Yes. Uh, so yes, we had a new person enter the family and unfortunately we also had a death in the family in the same week. So it was sort of like, yay, celebration. Oh no mourning and crippling existentialism about how short life is and yep. anyway so yeah bit of a bit of a rough sort of like yeah up and down but anyway it's been okay um but yeah should we uh get into it yeah let's get into the app we are discussing yeah relationships so forever alone or never alone we've decided to talk about this topic today because we both have very different experiences we do correct i have been in a long-term relationship uh for 12 years that's and quite long. It's quite long. It's like half your life. It's almost, almost half my life. Uh, and you have had the opposite experience. <laughs> yes, I've been not in a long-term relationship for half my... I've pretty much never had a long-term relationship. Yeah, crazy. And I'm 31. Mm. Pathetic. Pathetic. Disgusting. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Disgusting. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking a little bit about like our own history um, with relationships and like our relationship statuses and I guess our journey with... Love. <laughs> and with love. What is love? Love and companionship. Um, uh, we're going to go over like some history and stats of relationships uh, in Australia, like the history of monogamy, um, some stats from the census and a couple of other articles and interesting doodads that we've found. We're going to talk about societal views and get into a little bit of that. And then the last sort of segment, we're going to Talk about the pros and cons of being in a relationship versus not being in a relationship. So I think we'll have some pretty interesting topics to cover. Yes. Juicy stuff. Yes. We've yes. got juice every day. Every This, this <laughs> podcast episode is dripping. <laughs> I am simply dripping from the amount of juice that has been thrust upon my ears. 
I was like, what reference is this? Why have I heard you use the rolling R before? Oh, it's from our play. We did a play um, for Comedy on the Rocks, which we talked about um, a little in episode eight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I played this wizard that was just a fucking annoying wizard and I rolled my R's unnecessarily. Yeah, so, I mean, if that kind of thing tickles your... Box. Tickles your box. You ticks your box. You tickles freak. Your... <laughs> uh, if that sort of thing, what is it called? Tickles your whistle. That's not tickles right. Tickles your fancy. Tickles your fancy. <laughs> tickles your whistle. Tickles your whistle. Wets your whistle. <laughs> you might want to come and see us. Trickles your whistle. <laughs> if it so much as trickles down your little throat, then. <laughs> Sorry, we need to stop this. Anyway, I was just trying to say that. If you're not laughing right now, you probably shouldn't come. I need to stop clapping because it's so loud. I can't stop clapping like a seal. Um, Sorry, yeah, if you think that's funny, you might want to come see one of our plays. Anyway, oh my God, I'm fucking crying. Oh. Okay. Anyway, back on track. All right. Well, yes, I think we're going to have some good uh, shit to cover. Uh, It'd be quite fascinating, some of these stats. I was quite surprised when we were Mm. doing our research, um, some of these stats. So um, I think it'll be quite interesting for for people to know. Yes. Let's jump straight in. Mm. So let's talk a bit about our own relationship history. Would you like to go first, princess? (laughs) Princess of preach. Um... <clears throat> yes, well, considering I have nothing to report. <laughs> um, Great, I'll go. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, done. Um, no, I, oh, I guess it's sort of, um, I don't know where to begin with this. I, I did have a girlfriend in high school, but it was a very sort of just platonic sort of like, we're friends with the label of girlfriend-boyfriend sort of thing. Right, how long was that for? Six months. Okay. Um, but like, not so not romantic at all. Not. Re- I mean, like there was there was definitely a crush. Like that's how it started in the first yes. place. But I think we were just both really awkward and shy, so we didn't really do much. Like we were just like. So not intimate at all. No, like no sex stuff. No kissing. Yeah, like we we just were not very like, yeah, expressive. Yeah. And yeah, first relationship for both of us, and just kind of awkward. But we were friends first, and then I think we just kind of sort of stayed awkward friends. But how old were you again? 15 going on 16. And then, like, I've dated people here and there, but I have, I would say, yeah, I've never really been in, like, a long-term relationship. Um, like, it's probably the most dates I've been on with, like, one person is, like, six, seven sort of range. With I one think, person. With one person. Um, yeah, I just find with... Um, <laughs> I don't know how deep to delve into my head psychologically, but... Um, do I it. let's just fucking do it. Do it. Um, I've spoken about this with my psychologist as well, um, and it's part of an ADHD thing potentially. But um, I find that I very, very rarely have like an actual like connection strong enough with somebody that I would want to pursue a relationship long term. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm 31, um, as I said earlier, and I think maybe there's been like three or four people in my whole life that I've liked enough to actually want to like do anything, and it's just never really like panned out like that. But like. I was watching a video about asexual people once and this woman said like, oh, it's like kissing a brick wall. So that's how I feel about most people. And it's sort of... 
<laughs> like I might be like, oh yeah, they're really hot, but then when it comes to like making out, I get bored in like three seconds, and it's like, well, you don't find, yeah, you don't have that connection. Yeah, I don't have the connection, which like it's very hard to sort of move on to building a relationship with anyone when you just don't feel anything with them. Very hard to pursue a relationship with brick and mortar. <laughs> with a brick wall, <laughs> which is really awkward because I like, honestly like I meet like I've met quite a few people. I've been on. Not a lot of dates. I don't really like going on dates, but over the years they piled up. Yeah, and I've often met some really cool people, but it's literally just like I didn't have any drive, and I often just like forget to like, like it's like fuck. I haven't spoken to them in a week, and it feels to me like I saw them yesterday, and it's like it's fine. And you're like, okay, if I felt inclined to pursue a relationship with them, yeah. they'd be on my mind all the time. Yeah, they'd be on my mind. I'd be wanting to message them. I've realized it's been a week instead of being like, oh right, I went on a date with that person, forgot all about it. Yeah, the amount of times I go on a date with someone. And, like, someone's like, oh, how did it go? And I'm like, yeah, good. And then, like, you know, my mum the other day was like, oh, how did that date go the other fucking week? And I was like, oh, I forgot all about it. <laughs> like, literally just, like, escaped my head. Like, yeah, yeah right. it's just never really been, like, a main priority for me, um, I guess. And I, I think I always just thought that it would happen at some point in my life. Mm. So I think, like, I think if 31-year-old me was to tell 21-year-old me, like, oh, you're still single, I'd be like what like mm. that's a bit sad because I was like yeah it, it happens to people it'll happen at some point and it just really hasn't um if it wasn't for the fact I've had a couple of sort of short-term things where I felt something I would probably think I was asexual okay um or aromantic uh but yeah I always think as well like at this point because I've been single my entire life it's like the, the concept of dating someone and having them around a lot of the time feels really weird to me because, like, I always hear this concept of, like, finding your other half. Yes. And, like, getting completed by this other person. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm already complete, though, because I'm a human and there's, like, I'm an individual human. Yes. You know? And it's, like, I, I, I like the idea of, like, two people, like, building a better life together and pairing each other up. Totally. Yes. Which I see sometimes, certain examples, pointing at Laura. <laughs> but then, like, I see so many bad relationships, yeah. too. And I'm like, this doesn't help either of them. They're either just, like, perpetuating each other's, like, negative aspects yeah. Or, like, one of them is not kind to the other. Or, like, or like really sort of codependent. A, or, like, super codependent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you can't... Yeah, so... Yeah, the idea, I guess, to me of, at this point, having someone around all the time, I'm like, that is such a weird concept. Because, yeah. like, I do so many things by myself. But then I guess if I found the right person, I'd be like, well, I want to do those things with them. Mm. Hypothetically. I'm not really sure. But, um, yeah, I guess another point, which is quite interesting, is that... Like, a lot of my friends are also single too, so I feel like maybe the viewpoint's changing a little bit. Yeah. And um, I, I think I get a lot of, like, emotional support where a lot of people need to have a relationship for that emotional support, particularly men, and I think we'll get into that a bit later, potentially. Yes. Um, but I've never really felt like I needed that emotional support connection aspect because... From a romantic from partner. From a romantic partner, yeah, because I get that from my friends. Yes. So, like, my high school friend group, for example, there's seven of us. Four of us are single and have been single our entire lives. Like, similar situation to me. I've never really been in a long-term relationship. Whereas the other three are all in long-term relationships between three to, I think, 12 years. So similar similar to you. I have wondered before, like, is there, am I not interested because I'm psychologically holding myself back or sabotaging it somehow? Like, am mm. I not connecting with people because some fear of, something rejection or happiness or whatever no because you don't know. want to force something for the sake but of also it also i don't want to force it because i some of my friends have said to me before like you don't immediately like fall for people and have that fireworks reaction like sometimes you need to date them for a while to get that 
And then I've tried that and just felt really bad because it's like people get more interested in me and I don't get more interested back. And then it sort of plateaus for me really quickly. And then I'm like, oh, now it feels worse because they become more yeah. attached to me and I felt the same way the whole time and now I have to end it. Yeah. And then I feel bad. And you feel like you've dragged it on. But I think everyone's experience is different. But when you're mm. – when people, I feel like when people are seeking a partner, they're seeking that spark and fireworks moment. Yes. yes. And it's not necessarily going to happen with everyone. Mm. And it doesn't mean that it because it didn't happen that that person's not right for you. It just sometimes it takes a bit – longer to get to know someone yes you know what i mean and like to yeah. fall in love or like see yourself with them like you can't possibly know everything about someone if you've just gone on one date and think mm. oh my god yes like i want to yeah. spend the rest of my life with them i mean you can but like it's not necessarily going to happen for everyone especially when you get older and you've got so mm. much more to consider as an adult as you yeah. did if you were to meet someone when you're younger which is that that's where our experiences are completely different yeah, that's actually a really interesting point because it's like meeting someone at 31, I guess every date you go on, it's like this could potentially be the person I'm with forever slash the person that I marry as opposed to like when you're like 17, you can just date and you know that you're dating around. Like not that you have to marry someone when you're 31 and you finally find someone. No, but um, but you have that to yeah. consider Yeah, you, because you're thinking about, okay, yes, I'm, I'm going to settle down now, but I've also worked hard at my life as an adult up until this point and I've got all this mm. pre-established stuff mm. and I've built my life in this way and I have to share that with someone now. Yes. And that's where our experiences are completely different. Yes, yes. Okay, maybe you tell your thing because I've, I've got some points on that too, but I okay. feel like it makes sense maybe if we discuss it okay. once we hear your side. All right, well, I have been with my husband Nick for 12 years, so I'm 29 and we met when I was 17. So mm-hmm. I was a bebe. A little baby. I was yes. a little bebe. Literally a child. I was a child when we met. And he um, was 47. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was 18 at the time. So he'd just finished high school, like hadn't turned 19 yet. Mm. And yeah, it sounds really cliche, but literally like from the second we started, like from the second we met, I was like, yep, this there guy is the one. Mm. Like... But we met online first, so we talked for like a week or so, maybe not even, before we actually met in person. And we, there's just, we've been together ever since. So yeah, since I was in year 11. And he's just been my person from then on. And we have, we've done everything together as adults. You know, we were kids when we met. So we grew up together and we became adults together and we established our lives together. So everything I know about myself sort of in my adult life, I've done with him. Mm. So like we moved out together after, I think we'd been together for like four years. I think I was 21 when we moved out. Yep. And then we got married when I was 25 and yeah, the rest is kind of history. And I, I, uh, being alone and like not being in a, in a relationship as an adult, it just seems bizarre to me. And I don't know how, I can't even picture myself being single. I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I would function because I've never had to be alone, mm. which I mean, you, is probably bad. <laughs> um, it's probably a bad thing or is it? I don't know. I, it's just, I can't. Uh, yeah, it just is what it is. Um, yeah. I just, I can't picture myself having a, a different lifestyle and not, yeah, when I uh, when I picture the rest of my life, I picture it with Nick. So, yeah. 
you know, and I've never dated as an adult, so I wouldn't even know what dating is like. Yeah, it, right. It seems so daunting to me and stressful because it's not the same as dating. When I was 17, I had nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. But now, like if Nick and I were to break up and I had to like, and I wanted to find a new partner and date, I'd be like, well, yeah, like I've got a lot of things to consider and I've probably a lot of boxes I want ticked. Yeah. Like, oh God, I know what I want. Tick those boxes that Nemo ticks. <laughs> like, I know. He's, he's amazing. He's, he's fixing the house right now. Literally a golden human. Yeah, he's currently <laughs> fixing the floor. <laughs> fixing the floor. <laughs> like, doing our floors. Um, uh, yeah, no, nah, he's, he's amazing. So supportive. Um, and I couldn't ask for a better partner. Mm. And there's never, been a, there's never been a moment, like, where I've thought, this is it. We are done. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So... Totally different experiences. I did have other boyfriends before I met Nick. So I had one other, I guess, serious, if you can call it serious relationship for like three months with another guy that was a little bit older than me when I was uh, probably about six months or a year before I met Nick. Mm -hmm. And before that, like I went out with people in high school and I was similar to you. I didn't, I'd have a crush on someone They'd ask me out, I'd ask them out and like then we'd get together and I'd just be like, I'd get sick of them or I didn't feel like a physical or romantic attraction at all to them anymore Mm -hmm. once we were actually together. Yes. Um, And I didn't, I I started to think like, oh, I'm not um, romantically attracted to people. That's just Mm. something that's made up like in my head and I think I am, but then when I actually come face to face with the idea of making out with someone else or getting intimate with someone else. I don't want it at all. And I yeah. never did until I met Nick. Ah, interesting. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually thought before I met Nick that I maybe wasn't attracted to men or I was thinking, am I somewhere else on like the sexual spectrum mm. basically? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah so completely different. And this yeah, is totally. why, um, we thought the subject was so intriguing to talk about because we come from completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes. Um, so, hmm. yeah, I can I can definitely see why it would be daunting to try like to be finding a part partner at our sort of age because mm. you're considering a lot more. Yeah, yeah, and like I guess it kind of goes back to the title of this episode. Um, yeah <laughs> never alone forever alone like yeah. yeah you say like it's weird to imagine being single but it's yeah what i think about like being around somebody all the time and people said to me before like being in a relationship isn't necessarily being around them all the time and i'm like okay but like it would probably lead to that like i can't imagine living with someone like every time i get home there's somebody there like if i'm making a meal i'm probably going to make it for both people like you know having to get people's opinions about stuff like I guess, like, all those, like, little day-to-day things, it's, like, well, yeah, I just make those decisions by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, considering somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a bad It's not thing. a bad It's, like, thing. not a selfish thing. It's just, like, a complete adjustment to how yeah. you live your life. But yeah. um, it's interesting you say that because, like, we've got couple friends that don't want to be with each other every waking second, mm. you know, and they do spend a lot of time apart and their relationship sort of thrives by them having their own space. Yeah. And that's fine. That's just like the dynamic. And I feel like people think you have to be together all the time and share everything and do everything together. Um, But 
maybe that's not what's going to make every single relationship flourish. Yeah. I can't speak to that <laughs> because I literally want to be with Nick all the time. Like yeah. if I could be with him every second, I would. Yeah. Like I never want to be one time he was on a work trip and you were like, oh my God, what am I doing? And it'd been like two days. I was like, aren't you sort of like excited to have two days by yourself? I can't be alone. <laughs> That's an issue I'm working on. I don't know what to do when I'm by myself. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of don't like being alone. Yeah. Cause you've never had to be. No, I don't know what to do with myself. I feel like I always need to be speaking to someone because yeah. I'm used to always having someone there to chat to and annoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see, it's so interesting. Like I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine always having someone there. I mean, like, there's definitely benefits. Yeah, it's it's just like the way that you are because you're used to something. Some people really, like, recharge when they have their alone time. Yeah. And other people sort of recharge when they get that social interaction. And that's me. Yeah. I think Nick's probably the opposite. He recharges in his alone time and I don't let him have Have enough, I don't think. Um, Um, But, yeah, anyway, so that's sort of the gist of our... History. 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 So that's, yeah, the foundations. Good for um, our audience to get to know us a little bit better too. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say about your last point. Like, the, yeah, as we were sort of saying about people having the different different kinds of relationships and different levels of codependency and stuff. Yeah. Like, you say, like, you don't let Nick have any time alone, but, like, you do things without him still. And, I do. Like, he does things without you. It's not that I don't let him have time alone. That makes me sound <laughs> crazy. It's like I just enjoy being with him and we probably uh, could spend we probably could spend more time apart than we do but we don't want to yeah but i mean like that's fine too like you don't want to but i mean like um i was going to bring up the fact that like i know a lot of people who as soon as they get in a relationship it's like they just disappear and drop everything else and drop everything yeah. else and if they you know you just want to hang out with your friend and they've got to bring their partner and it's like fucking stop as a perpetually single person this may sound petty but it's like sometimes i want to hang out with my friends without their partners. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not dating them. I'm yeah. friends with the person. In this situation... Especially if their partner's a not... Wanker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which often they are. The amount of my... Because most of my friends are women. The amount of times I've had a jealous boyfriend because, like, we hang out. Jealous of you. Jealous of me because, mm. like, my relationship with their girlfriend is better than theirs. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> this hasn't happened in probably a couple of years because, I don't know, people grew mm. up and they matured. But it was definitely an issue in my teens and early 20s where people would just think, like, they can't just be friends or something. Or, yeah, like, you know, impossible. I don't want you hanging. Literally, I've had people be like, I don't want you hanging out with Alex without me there. It's mm. like, get over yourself. Like, if I wanted to date them, I would have so been doing insecure. it already. So insecure. Um, but, yeah, like, I think in this situation, it's, like, it's genuinely very lucky for everyone involved because I get along really well with Laura's husband and we have many of the same interests. Like, Yes, you you probably yeah. have more similar interests than you and I do, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, true. We're actually the same age. We like the same video games. Our favourite animals are turtles. <laughs> um, we both like Laura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. I've essentially just found another Nick. <laughs> yes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> to, yeah. Be my, to be my friend. Yeah, I've, I've made the joke before. I'm like, you married me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good point. It's, it is, it's stressful and sad when people, like, disappear into their relationships and leave everything else behind. I mean, Mm. and it happens, it's like unavoidable, but for it to happen at the beginning, because you're so like wrapped up in each other, but then like you kind of have to come back and some people just don't come back. They want to come back. And it's sad, but it's just the reality. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, Mm. let's move on to some history and stats. Let's move on. This is it. (laughs) Yeah. All righty. So we're going to unpack the history of relationships and monogamy and why relationships 
uh, kind of exist yeah. in today's world and what they looked like earlier, thousands of years ago. Yeah. And then um, some stats from the census and stuff. Do you want to take us take it away? Yes, let's break this down. Break and it down. Break it down now. So as you're probably aware, everyone, uh, not all animals are monogamous. And I guess not all humans are monogamous. What do you mean? Fair. Those worms I saw getting <laughs> married on the front lawn were not monogamous? <laughs> well, they stray. Anyway. <laughs> they stray. They stray. Not very Those far. Those silly worms. <laughs> they don't even have any eyes. Who are they looking at? How do they find another mate? How do they find each other? Uh, How'd you pick a dress? Yeah, you know, I learned this in zoology and I cannot remember how worms find each other. <laughs> I think they're all... slime up against each other and yeah, go, you'll do. I think they're all hermaphrodites, though. Mm, I know some couples that have probably done the same. <laughs> slimed up against each other and hermaphrodited each other. What? No! Slimed up against each other and said, you'll do. Not hermaphrodited each other. You are off track. <laughs> Eek! <laughs> <laughs> Me? Anyway, sorry. Off track. Go anyway, on. Okay. Um, anyway, let's look at relationships in animals. Okay, so what happens in nature? Where do humans actually fall on the scale, right? So, in a really interesting video called Are Humans Hardwired for Monogamy by Helen Fisher, um, Helen Fisher says 97% of mammals do not pair up to rear their young. That that's is just high. That's so high. Yeah. But like when you think about all the animals, like there are so many different species of mammals. Yeah. And like we're yeah. just one of them. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And yeah, we're just another great ape. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, you're so a yeah, pretty great ape, really. Yeah. Oh, if you look at like our. Our, you know, fairly close relatives. The rest of our closest related animals, the mammals, right? Most of them do not pair up. And, like, most other animals are actually all definitely having And You mean don't animals. pair up for long term, They don't forever. pair up to have, to raise the young. And, they, yeah. Okay. Like, you do get, like, some things, like some birds mate for life, you know? There are certain animals that do mate for life. But looking at it from, like, a global perspective of all species, it's really quite uncommon. So I guess the question then becomes, like, so why, why do humans do it? Hmm. So um, also in this video with Helen Fisher, she goes over why humans first started to become monogamous. And it's all about having children because that's how people evolve. They have, that's how any species evolves. It's all about reproduction and survival. Yeah. So when our ancestors began walking on two legs, being bipedal as it were, uh, it became necessary for females to form pair bonds in order to protect and provide for their young because now that we're walking on two legs, we're also not clinging to the backs of our mothers. Like maybe if you look at a gorilla, yes. they're using, using their hands and their feet at the same time and the babies just cling to their backs. Yep. Same with like possums, a bunch of other animals. Yep. So babies stop being able to do that. A baby human is pretty bloody useless, to be honest, yep. as well. So um, in this situation, we were nomadic. We're walking around. We need to find food. We need to use things. We need to fend off predators. Mm. And how are women supposed to do that by themselves with one hand well, they're holding a baby with the other hand. Yeah. So it became necessary for females to form pair bonds with males in order for them to actually stay alive. And normally, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like, you know, a bit of a competition between the males for to get um, the specific females because it was like the females wanted to be with the strongest male. Yeah. So the female wouldn't mate with a weak uh, male mm. um, because she she'd think, okay, well, he can't provide for me and, and fend off predators for me and my baby, Yeah. right? Yeah. And then it became a bit of a, like, display, like, pick me, I'm strong I'm boy. I'm strong boy, yeah. Mm. 
then I mean, I guess also you wouldn't want to be with a male who has like three other pair bonds because he can't provide, you know, he can't look after you as no. well. Um, he can't juggle his whammon. He, he can't. If he's throwing his willy around the place, he can't <laughs> juggle his whammon. <laughs> so like from, from a male perspective, it's probably quite useful to, um, purely from a biological reproductive, if the goal is to have as many children as possible, it's really easy for a man to go and impregnate a bunch of women. Like Correct. a man could hypothetically impregnate 100 women in a day, but it's not good for the survival of the offspring if those offspring aren't protected. Um, yeah. So women have to be quite picky about who they've formed a pair bond with because that was the person who would hopefully stick around and help them bring their child to full adulthood. Yes. Um, yeah, to so the point that they could, at least for the first couple of years is what she said, because, you know, when a child's a bit less useless... <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. it was at least for the couple, the, for the first couple of years of raising the child out of infancy. That's correct. Yes, yeah, out of infancy. Yeah, yeah. Um, until the child itself can walk and sort of free up the mama. Free up the mama, so she can punch a saber toothed tiger when it comes at them. Right in the right in the mouth. Right in the mouth. Uh, yeah, and then that sort of evolved over time into the relationships that we know today. Yeah, just into it monogamy. Just that way. Yeah, yeah, and then I guess. Religion came along and said, hey. You know what? Monogamous. If you want to reproduce, you got to get married. Yes. And then that evolved. And we know then, how that yeah, went. That's <laughs> <laughs> poorly. Um, yeah, and they, they just get stuck with a lot of people. And then they, and it's just like societal standards and stuff too. I guess that sort of feeds into the whole, you see it a lot in, I guess, a lot of movies when we were younger. But also just how a lot of women think like the I about what the ideal guy is someone mm. a big strong man yes. to like take care of me that sort of ideal mm. is still around today yeah. and that's interesting because that, that's where it comes from because yeah. it was an actual necessity back then mm. now it's like well women can obviously take care of themselves but some women still want to feel like a man is taking care of them and yeah stronger and bigger and Tougher and yeah, it's uh, so no, deeply rooted. Don't even have any yeah. need for that anymore. No. We're not. We're top of the food chain, top of the class. Top of the class. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of things would still eat us. Cassowary could take us down, but like we don't encounter things like that in day to day life. You don't need to fight off a cassowary while holding a baby. No. Also, prams exist now. Prams, yeah. Yes. They didn't have. Prams. You didn't need a husband. You got a pram. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the baby off and fight that cassowary yourself. Damn it. You don't need a man. Buy a pram. <laughs> All the advertising. Uh, did your man buy a pram? Were you stuck face to face with a cassowary and had nowhere to run because you had a baby in your arm? Lost an eye to a cassowary? <laughs> I bet you thought, I need a man. Well, think again. All you need is a pram. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cassowary. <laughs> His pram oh. comes equipped with Guns. Throwing stars. <laughs> Guns. Throwing stars. <laughs> Pew. Classic. <laughs> Throwing could have, stars. Could have just been a knife to ram into the cassowary. <laughs> you want to get close to it. Have you seen those? I have those seen those a cassowary, feet? yes. <laughs> have you? Have you seen a cassowary? Oh my god. Insert cassowary here. Insert <laughs> It's a big chicken. A chicken. Um, anyway. Uh, um, okay. So, 
nonsense aside. I mean, another cassowary, isn't it? Nonsense aside, yeah, yes. So that's evolved into the relationships and monogamy that we know today. So I want to talk a little bit about the stats from like the latest census talking about um, relationships and marriage and sort of the decline of marriages and the increase in um, singles. Slats. Yeah. So I got some of these stats from um, 7news.com.au. So these are stats from the latest census. So... Some 46.5% of Australians aged more than 15 years are in a registered marriage. So that's 9.6 million people in 2021. Um, A drop from 2016 when 48.1% were married. So like a percent and a half-ish. Nearly 24,000 same-sex marriages have been recorded since Lords changed in 2017. So that's equals 0.25% of all unions. So that's 0.25% of all married people. Mm-hmm. Just thought that was an interesting... Yeah, that makes me think little... like, yeah, it's, it's like that number's not particularly high, but I guess when you're already out of the societal norm of like you need to get married, mm. it's sort of like, I think we sort of spoke about this a little bit in the baby episode, like you don't necessarily follow that path because you've already gone against the grain. Well, yeah, it's so interesting to me because then it's like, all right, well, that's an extra 24,000 people in our country that are able to get married that would not be mm. part of that marriage stat in 2016 in the last census, right? That's true, yeah. And, then, and the marriage rate is still lower, even mm. with the same-sex marriages being allowed. Mm. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Um, and divorces continue to increase with 1.8 million Australians aged more than 15 years old are divorced, which is up from 1.4 million in 2011 and 1.6 million in 2016. So... Yeah, 1.4 in 2011, 1.6 in 2016, and 1.8 in 2021. So that's like... A lot of people got divorced during lockdown. A lot of people got divorced, yeah, because they would have had to spend a lot of time together. I've heard this a few times where I've read a few articles that were like, oh, wow, when I actually spend every day with my husband or wife, I don't like them very much. That's that's so interesting. Yeah, how do you not realise? You know what, a couple of... I had quite a few people ask me, like, were you and Nick just, like, at each other's throats? Like, how did you guys go, like... Spending every day in lockdown together, you must have just wanted, you know, some time apart. And we just fucking frothed it. Like, yeah. we loved it. We were like, hee hee, together every day. Yes, how nice. How See, nice. That's, that's a nice situation to have a husband. It was nice. Yeah. We didn't have any moments where we were like, oh, I need my space. And we were locked up for two years. <laughs> yeah, right. See, this so, is a good sign of a good relationship. Yeah. Yes. Um, this last stat is really interesting, which we don't have... Uh, 2021 census data, but we do have 2016 census data on this. But um, the 2016 census showed that 24.5% of households were lone person households. And that stats from the power of one, um, how single people are finding a voice, an article by Karen Hardy. So 24.5% of households were lone person households. Yeah, to me, does that indicate that they... Literally as a person living by themselves. Yes. Or kind of, yeah, right. Yeah, so because not even that, housemates. No, so there was a different, um, there was a different section for um, multiple. Yeah, co-living households. Co-living, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it, yeah. co-living um, households. And I think there was also another separate uh, one for single parent households. So that's not included, yeah, I don't right. think. Um, so this is just single childless yes, people Single childless themselves. people, 24.5%. Oh, I'm one of those. Quite high. So I wish we knew what that was, but they didn't release that in the latest census data, yeah, which is annoying. Really but weird. you can assume that if, you know, 
the way the rate that everything else is going, um, mm. that that stat would probably be higher, but can't say for sure. Yeah. But that's still a pretty high percentage of people. Yeah. And another stat from around the world, marriage is declining, singles are rising, an article by Bella DiPaolo. She says that 14.1% of women in Australia and New Zealand in their late 40s, so that's 45 to 49, had never been married. And that was in 2010. And that was the last sort of stat that we had on that. But that sort of goes into uh, your next sort of chunk of data that we found very interesting about single women. Yeah, unmarried women. Yeah, a while back I found this article, um, and this one specifically is in The Guardian, but it's speaking with this behavioural scientist called Paul Dolan. So a study found that the happiest people are single, childless women. So it's it's interesting to hear that, but then these are the happiest people, but then you look at the population and it's like, so why are so many people not? Like, why are so yeah. many women married with children if actually the happiest women are childless and single? Because that's not the narrative that's sold to us. That's not yeah. the narrative that society wants you to follow. Like, the ideal is man and woman live happily ever after and stay together until they die. Yep. That's... That's what's considered a successful life yes, 100%. goal. Yeah. So like I wouldn't I wouldn't wake up and think oh, I'd be much happier if I was single and never had kids. Mm. And I never thought that growing up before I got into a relationship. I don't know how that would if it, that would be different now if I had never yeah. been in a relationship and I was at this age again, but that's not something that you're taught growing up. No, it's, yeah, literally the opposite. Like, you'll be happy like, if you're be, single yeah, forever. Yeah, like, not only is it like you'll be, the, like, the way to be happy is to find a husband and have children, but it's if you are single, you are this, you know, spinster yeah. type thing. This image that's been around since, you know, fucking all those old, ye old English novels. Yeah, if you were single for too long, like unmarried for too long, um, divorced, mm. you were like, Expired meat. Expired, yeah, exactly. Mm. You were just not not, good. not sought after, not non-desirable. Yeah, and then that's like the worst fate to befall a woman. Correct. When in real, and that image is still around, that feeling, and it's like like people would still there'd be so many people ever who'd be like, no, oh, so sad, they're still single. I think most people have given up on me in, in this situation, but even as a guy, the amount of people who have said to me like, oh, we need to find you a partner. Yeah. Like, oh, like, why are you still single? Blah, blah, blah. My family fully gave up on asking me. I think all of like, my 20s, they were like, anyone special? Anyone special? And it's like, I'll tell you if it changes. But no. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it makes you feel like your life's not worth living unless you've got a partner and that yeah. you haven't had a successful life unless you've found a partner. Yeah. Which just make, makes no sense. No. It does no, not make any sense in this day and age. And it makes you just, it, it would make me feel super insecure. Especially yeah. if it's not something I want. It's yeah. like, stop asking. Like, People never stop asking those questions anyway. No, they like, will never when stop. Are you ma- when are you getting engaged? When are you getting married? When are you having a baby? When are you having another baby? When are you having another baby? <laughs> like, Bullshit. So he goes on to say that men benefited from marriage because they calmed down. So you can take less risks, you earn more money at work, and you can live a little bit longer. However, the woman, on the other hand, has to put up with that and she dies sooner than if she was never married. So the healthiest and happiest population subgroup are women who have never married or had children. So interesting. Because mm. I think in a lot of relationships, like the woman does do a lot of the heavy lifting. And even like if the 100%. man's like earning more money, like 
even though that's not even the case a lot of the time anymore, even if a guy wants to be like, well, I'm out earning the dough. It's like she has to do everything else. Yep. And particularly like with children, like so much expectation still falls on the, the mum. And that's speaking about heterosexuals here. Gays are great. They're probably <laughs> they're probably dividing chores up Love left, the right, gays. and centre. Yes. But um, the heterosexual couples, there's so many men who would still be just sort of letting a lot of things fall to their wife to do. And that stress, from what it seems like in this article, compounds over time and leads to a shorter life expectancy and less happiness That's fucked overall. up. Yeah. Especially because now when you think about it, it's like, well, women work just as much as men do now. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you you work, raise the kids yeah. and everything, but you still have more to do yeah. yep. in order to have this relationship survive. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I don't think people realize how much work you actually do have to put into your relationship. That's a very good point. Yeah. About the whole, um, the fact that like we're still kind of living with this plan of a monogamous relationship marriage as well, where, as you say, the man does all the work and the woman stays home and does all the housework and stuff. But as both partners are working now, in a lot of cases, yeah, it hasn't been divided like, okay, so we're both working now, so we'll both do 50-50% of the house work and the kids and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know because we don't really have stats on that, so we can't really speak to it, but that's Mm. just from our own perception. Yeah, I've heard like, I've heard it, said before but like that being said i haven't done deep dive into the research so um well i can say from my personal experience everything is divided equally in our relationship if not like tipped more to nick's side and he works as well right now yeah and he works as well i mean he's incredible so it's definitely not the same for a lot of um other couples i know um especially when it comes to also just emotional heavy lifting yeah i feel like a lot of the emotional like men in monogamous relationships will rely solely on their wife to deal with their emotional what what baggage emotions uh, emotions in general yeah whereas like women tend to rely on not only their husband but their friends and their family as well and they Mm. seek that elsewhere whereas it's much less common for a guy to confide in his friends for emotional support men are not allowed to have feelings right yeah yeah i nick doesn't talk to any of his friends about any of his problems he's always texting me me about feelings oh really yeah no never are we getting are we breaking up just exciting feelings Uh, but it's true it's true yeah yep no um, there's that i wish that i I'm going to try and find the article and link it in the show notes. But I read this article. I'm glad you brought that up. And it was speaking specifically about how people deal with the death of a spouse and saying that women deal with it a lot better because they have emotional support from their friends. Whereas men, a lot of straight men rely almost entirely on their wife for emotional support. Which is also when you're someone's, yeah, as you say, entire emotional support, that's also very draining and stressful. It can be. Mm. Yep. There you go. Boys, speak about your feelings. Speak about your feelings, dudes. Dudes. So we've got some interesting stats from America as well. Because, again, for some reason, there's just not that much in Australia. There's so much... America has a bigger population. Yep. Um, there's an article as well that we found by Harry Bruinus. Bruinus? Harry B. Uh, Party of One. Why record numbers of Americans are going at it alone. So he says, in America... In 2020, nearly four out of every 10 adults between the ages of 25 and 54 were 
neither married nor living with a partner. And that's a 30% increase since 1990, uh, according to a recent Pew Research Center study. So Pew seems to come up a lot, P-E-W Research Center. More significantly, the number of single person households in the US has doubled from 18.2 million in 1980 to 36.1 million today, or about 28% of the nation's total, according to the census figures. So an additional 11 million homes are headed by a single parent, and that's triple the number in that it was in 1965. That's really that's really cool because that's sort of our parents' generation versus our generation mm. and how it's changed so much. And if you look at in the US how it says single-person households in the US has doubled from... Oh, is now about 28% of the nation's total. The last stat that we had about Australia was that it was 24.5% households were one one person households and that was in 2016. Mm. So it's it, and it's similar in America almost around the same like 25%. Yeah, similar trends. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um and I guess like part of that too single parent households like you know it's more accepted by society to be single and a woman can live without a partner now, you know. Definitely. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, it's more soci- It's more acceptable, yeah. but it still doesn't mean people don't question it. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, we'll go into that in the next chunk. Yeah. Anyway. So I sort of wonder if part of this decline is due to a religious decline, particularly in Australia. I find it really interesting um, that... So the 2021 census found that 38.4% of Australians were listing themselves as no religion. And in the 2016 census date, that was 30%. And in the 2006 census, it was 19%. Yeah, wow. Okay, so, so 19% really yeah. to 38%. That's nearly double. That is double in, what's that? Less than 20, 15 years, isn't it? 15 years? Yeah, yeah 2006 to 2021. So the amount of non-religious people has doubled in 15 yeah. years in our country. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, plus America, like their percentage of religious people is a lot higher than ours Mm -hmm. and they seem to have similar trends anyway but then like you also see in america a lot of people getting married younger and having a lot of children whereas like i feel like the general trend here is people putting off having children and getting married till a little bit later yeah so yeah interesting it's it's interesting when you look at the decline in religion and you put it straight you put it right next to the decline in marriages and increase in divorces yeah and it's like is there a connection here is there a connection who Mm. knows well probably i reckon there is yeah because if you don't have that pressure from like oh you can't have sex because god will put you in hell forever yeah like if you don't care about that and like marriage is like a religious thing like it's got a religious basis yes um even if you don't do it in a religious way these days that's where it came from where it came from you're just removing certain things from it and like a lot of people don't feel the need to get married because it's like, what well, doesn't actually change anything? No. Yeah. It doesn't change anything about your relationship. Well, it shouldn't. No. It's just like a confirmation of like commitment to each other, I guess. Yeah. And, like, and celebrating your relationship yeah. with everyone you love, I guess. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. But it like a nice. lot of people don't feel the need. Yeah, it costs that. a lot of fucking money. It costs a fuck ton of money. He's mm. gone on holiday. Mm. Uh, yeah, that tickles the brain a little. Yes. Okay. Well. On to the next subject. So let's move on to societal views. Mm. So I guess the first point we've got written down here is, is it a choice for me to be single? Interesting. Um, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'm not sure. 
because mm. I'm not sure if this is a yeah, self-sabotage brain thing. It's not like a conscious thing, like I'm, I'm not going to be in a relationship. But I think my viewpoint of it is I don't want to force anything and I'm not going out looking to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship. But if I came across, I want to be with someone because I want to be with them, essentially. Yeah. And I haven't found that yet. So I'm not mm. going to try and push it. I'm just going to have to, my joke with my other, one of my other perpetually single friends is, all the good ones are gone and we're going to have to have to wait for the first round of divorces now. When so, I die, you can have Nemo. How about that? Um, I would say, I don't think he'd agree to that, but he'll be so distraught he might. <laughs> so, or if are. he dies, you can have me. <laughs> okay. Well, you'd be like, okay, Nemo number two. Nemo number two. Yay. Excellent. Um, good to know. Do you like, please don't let me be alone. <laughs> Already organizing what to do. So, I don't know how to be death. alone. So, Dero, time to move in. <laughs> Nick's barely been gone three minutes. He's, we just put him in the ground. Hi, what was that last time? Do you want to move in? My ash husband. He does want to be cremated. I what? know that much. Good. Maybe I can make a little sand statue out of sand him. Sand mo. <laughs> Weird. You, you will not be laughing. <laughs> no, I won't. You're right. No, I'll be very sad. You're very yes. You'll need to move in immediately Unless to you drip up, drip up, mop up my tears. <laughs> Uh, I'll, just, right, yeah. I'll cry into your luscious curly locks. Oh, I love um, and then, okay, yes, and then the opposite. Is it a choice for me to be in one? Correct. Mm. I don't know the bloody answer. Mm. Well, there is no free will, so... I this is no. the thing. Because I have been in a relationship since I was so young, I don't know, because back then I was so little and stupid. Yes. And I didn't know anything else, and I don't know anything else now. Like, I had that cliche idea in my head yes find a boy get married have kids buy a house and blah 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 and that's the way my life's supposed to be like you've done that and like yeah I've, I've done that not because I have to but that's how things have gone but maybe I've done it because yeah maybe it wasn't a choice maybe I've just done it because that's the, maybe we've both decided mm. to do certain things in our relationship because that's the narrative and that's the way things are supposed to go air quotes Mm, yes it's really it's really hard um Mm. yeah the the other thing is and like i don't mind sharing this publicly but like i also haven't had more than one sexual partner Mm. so that's a whole nother can of worms yeah true to unpack but that's the other thing and Mm. i think that also might be why like i'm so attached because i haven't had those outside experiences yeah so i i was thinking about this on the drive here actually um but isn't in the notes but yeah i think in most situations with somebody who's been with someone since they were a teenager and that's the only person they've been with yeah like my general view is like how do you really know that you're with the right person if that's the only person you've ever been with correct but then I look at you and Nemo and I've got another friend who's also been with their partner since they were about 16. And it's like, I think in this situation, like sometimes you just find the perfect person earlier than other people do. Yeah. And it's like, and then like, as you say, you grow up together and then you've become adults together and you fit into each other's lives so well because you've grown together. So it sometimes just really works. Like I do think like part of me is still like, but you haven't had those other experiences. But I know. It's like, and I do, do think matter, about that but, sometimes. Yeah. Like, I get caught up in it sometimes and I'm like, oh, I haven't experienced anything else. Mm. Like I haven't had any other sexual partners. I haven't dated. Like I mm. haven't been out there, but I just don't feel like I need to. You're not and I think it. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Mm. And I think unless you're unhappy, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, true. Like, if I was unhappy in my relationship, then yeah, maybe I'd need to worry about that. But I don't feel like I do because I'm happy. Yeah. Like, and I've yeah. never had to question anything like that seriously enough to go, oh, like, maybe I'm not with the right person. Yeah. So... It's kind of just like a peace of mind thing, I guess. Like being like, oh, I've tried it and I know, like, I found the right person. But it's like, maybe you don't need to know that, you know? I think it made sense in my head before I started speaking. I mean, when I was younger, I mean, I had other boyfriends. I mean, I I sort of dated other people, but I, yeah, was never intimate with anyone else. So I didn't, but I also didn't want to be intimate with anybody else. Hmm. So when I think about like, oh, but I've never had any other experiences with any other men, I'm like, well, at the age that I was when I met Nick, I didn't want to have any of those experiences with any other men. Mm. And I don't know. You just don't know. Like if I didn't meet Nick, maybe I wouldn't have wanted to for several years later. Like if I didn't meet Nick, maybe I still wouldn't have had sex with anybody or maybe gotten intimate with anybody. Or maybe I would have decided, man, maybe I don't want to be in a relationship ever. Like you just don't know. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess from the other point of view, I'm like, to me, like, going on dates and sleeping around isn't that great. Like, no, it's like, I don't think you're missing out on me much. Either. Yeah, exactly. I never wanted to hook up with people. That's the yeah, other thing. Yeah. I really never wanted to hook up with people and never did with mm. anybody I wasn't in a relationship with. Yeah, interesting. I only hooked up with one other person ever, and it was the guy I was in a relationship with before Nick. And we kissed yeah. and that was it. Interesting. Yeah, no, that, that has never appealed to me either. But I don't know, have you ever done that? Like done the one night stand thing? I have definitely done that. And I have I've hooked up, kissed so many people. Like <laughs> so many you people. You slut. Such a slut. I mean, like, yeah, I, I went, I lived on campus at uni for a while. Oh, I've that was just like Europe. a cesspool <laughs> like, of like tongues in mouths. Much. Like, yeah, wow. like, you know, most parties, if you hook up with three different people, it's like, well, that's pretty normal. Three right? different in one party yeah i've done that what alex i didn't know this folks um gets gets older doesn't kiss anyone for years (laughs) it hasn't been years it's just yeah Yeah, i couldn't do that interesting i think i mean now these days i'm like oh covid gross yeah no yeah yeah too too aware of germs now and like not wanting to like get sick in general yeah um yeah legit Mm. No, I've done the one night stand thing, but I think um, if we're being open sexually, this is an open, honest podcast. So um, a similar thing with what I said before about like kissing a brick wall. I feel like I, a lot of the time being intimate, it's like nothing's happening for me. Like I'm thinking about something else. Like, you know, if I'm not really into the person and this is like the difference because there's been so few people I've really been into. It's not like it's bad. It's just sort of like, this isn't the experience that I think most people are thinking about i don't know nah, I've when, been... when you're really into someone like you just want yeah. to tear the clothes off yeah that's this the, is the thing line. like when i'm really into someone too like i could just kiss them forever whereas like most of the time it's a brick wall so it's like and i think probably chasing that fireworks is the thing that keeps me at all interested the fact that yeah. i know that it can happen but it hasn't happened in a long fucking time but so. then maybe that's not Maybe that doesn't say anything about you wanting to be like in a relationship with someone that maybe that says something more about your sexuality yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. But I don't think yeah. you would know. You're not going to ever know that unless you are in a relationship for a significant amount of time. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. there are loads of people that want to have relationships and and don't have sex. Like, there was... Um, have you watched the new series on Netflix, How to Build a Sex Room? No, I haven't. Yet. It's amazing. I binged yeah. the whole thing in, like, two days. Not that it takes that long. There's, like, seven episodes. But... um. 
interestingly, there was, um, and spoiler alert, but she, the, the host builds a room for a polyamorous family. Yeah. So there's like seven of them. Um, but you know, they're not just like having orgies every five seconds in this room. Some of them are in the family because they just want intimacy and they want to cuddle and right. kiss. They mm. don't necessarily want to bang. Mm. So mm-hmm. there are lots of different types of like intimacy that don't involve like intercourse too. Yeah, so true. maybe like, I don't know. You just, you don't know. Could be anything. It, you don't have to actually have sex to have intimacy in a relationship mm. either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And again, like, it's just the norm of like, this is the normal thing to do. Exactly. And it's like, but it, what, what, what do you it actually It comes do? back to what's expected mm. and the societal norm of what uh, people think you should be doing and, and, and wanting to like keep up like mm. sexually, yeah. like, you know, um, in a relationship and if you're single, like there's pressure as on you as a couple as well to think like, oh, I like, are we having sex enough? Like, mm. is our sex life healthy? Like, what, like, are we, are we at the same level as other couples? But mm. you just got to do what feels good for you. Like, if you don't feel like having sex, then that's fine. But I think people get a bit hung up on it. And I've definitely been in this boat where you're like, worried Mm. and yeah questioning whether you're having sex often enough Mm. to be classified as like a normal healthy relationship but the only thing that actually feels off is being like oh am i technically having enough sex because everything else is fine i know and it's it doesn't really seem right to me but i think couples go through especially long-term couples you go through different phases as mm. well of like mm. how often you're intimate and things like that. And yeah. things change, like circumstances change. And yeah, anyway. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Um, so yeah, and I guess mm. um, if we're talking about societal expectations, like monogamy is the mainstream in mm. our culture and um, people are shocked when people cheat. We haven't even gone into the cheating thing, but yeah. people are shocked when, you know, people cheat on each other or choose to be in an open relationship or choose to be single. It's, it's the same thing. It's like you're, you're always being questioned if you choose outside the monogamy, Mm. monogamous mainstream, but you're not questioned if you choose monogamy. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's the same as we talked about in the, um, child free episode. It's like, if you choose not to have kids, you're questioned. Yeah. Why are you not having kids? But if you do have decide to have kids, no one asks you why are you having children. Yeah. Because and people that's... probably find it offensive. Like, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. I've said interesting like a thousand interesting, times. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so very every, good. Everything's very interesting. Let's go into the pros and cons. Yes. Let's. Okay. So we have made a fun little list. So fun. Uh, of the pros and cons of being in a relationship. Which uh, we're going to just talk through. Excellent. Pros. <laughs> okay. Pros. Zero. Uh, yeah. Okay. First pro of being in a relationship is uh, having a companion. So yeah. like having someone around. Always and, having a person. Yeah. And like having someone that you like can always rely on and having company and, and not being alone. Having a companion is yeah, yes. a pro. Yes. Okay. What else? Uh, 
I'm going to say financial benefits. Yeah. Um, something that I noticed living in the UK, I was so jealous of people in relationships because they got to split the rent because rent is so expensive. But I guess this is applicable in so many different it's places. everywhere. Yes. But yeah, I guess just in general, like if yep. you want to buy a house, it's so much easier if you're in a relationship and you have two incomes. And if you want to like, even like splitting food and stuff, like. Just living yeah, in general living. is easy if you have a combined income. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Cheaper. Yep. yep. Um, if you want to have a family, it's easier. So like if you yeah, mm. want to have a baby, particularly if you're heteros, it's much easier if you're heteros, yeah. uh, a little bit harder and more expensive to do if you are I'm single not, Yeah, or a single, yes. Single true. or in a, um, same sex marriage. Yeah. Like if I decided I wanted to have a baby, it's like, oh, I have to get a surrogate. You do. One of you my have to go through to some well. form of IVF. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pricey yeah yeah so i guess kind of like the first one having someone that you can always rely on or depend on like i immediately mm. think of someone who you can always be like can you pick me up from the airport like, that's so funny that you think of it in that way because i don't when i read that i don't think of it in that way oh interesting when i think yeah. of like someone i can I'm rely so on depend on i'm like i think of someone for like ah, oh, what emotions? am i trying to say yeah like emotional uh, and like see i'm a boy i don't have emotions having i just need some... my practical pick up from the airport <laughs> or like having someone to to help me if, if something were to happen to me yeah. or you know like well, that's just a good help point me too. With like, health problems and yeah, if like post surgery, yeah. correct. You have your husband. If I would have surgery, you'd need my parents would to have to move in probably. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Or you yeah. need to live with someone else. Um, yeah, yeah, and like also having that emotional support person and someone to like build you up, someone that you can always lean on for you know emotional support is if you're in a healthy handy if you're in a healthy relationship. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially if you. <laughs> Well, I guess can't get that with your friends. Yeah. Or have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, your friends with us now. Uh, your yeah. So that's that's a big bonus, I think, in my book. Yeah. Mm. That, that makes sense. If you don't have great friends like me. True. Um, my next one, always having someone to fuck. <laughs> Even though you don't like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> if I was married to someone, I'd hopefully like having sex with them. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> Sorry, that was really mean. Um, yeah. Even though you don't Definitely. like fucking. Even though you don't like fucking. Uh. Um, even though you, yeah, feel yes. like you're fucking a your brick wall. <laughs> Half My poor the time, penis. Your poor penis. That'd be damn rough. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Bludgeoned. Um. Bludgeoned. <laughs> you. <laughs> Having uh, someone available to you to have sex with. Or even like back to the intimacy thing, just somebody Someone to, to be into. You know, with. I think more it's like occasionally when it's a really cold night, I'd be like, oh, it'd be nice to spoon someone right now. If but it's I'm, cold. If I'm not, not, I'm also not the type of person to fall asleep spooning someone. I hate it. And I also don't like sharing a bed. So like, you know, I'm really made for relationships. Yeah, I was going to say the list of things is stacking up high on oh, one side for like, you. like, I do not, I, that's actually something I worry about, which I should have said earlier. I honestly worry about, if I'm in a relationship with someone, firstly, they cannot snore. It would be one and done. Like, there would not be a second date. Oh, my or God. Or there wouldn't be a second sleeping over arrangement. That would be the end of the relationship. And if they move around too much, because I'm such a light sleeper, and I honestly cannot sleep with someone else in my You'd bed. You'd need to have a king around. bed. But, yeah. yeah. And that's only, of course, if you um, like having sex. Yes. Slash need to have sex. Um, yeah. 
It sounds weird saying someone's available to me to have sex. But also, like, yes, also, like, if your partner wants to as well. Like, Correct. I don't it's think not we should like, have to say that. No, like, it's not. <laughs> knowing that you have a sexual partner and you don't have to go out and hook up with a stranger. Correct. Like. We kind of, I think we phrased that wrong. We did. <laughs> uh, another one. Yes, it's uh, nice to be in love. Uh, and being loved by somebody is also wow. nice. Rub it in. Rub it in. It's nice when somebody loves you. It's nice when someone loves you. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to understand this, Alex. But you can, uh, I'll being just loved turn, nice. turn the mic off you. I'll just talk about this part. Um, <laughs> what's I that? love my family <laughs> and my friends. Yeah, nah, being in love super good. Wow. Know, feels good. Feels nice. Feels uh, like or. You know, to be in lust even or mm. to be... Having a crush is fun. Having a crush. That mm. feeling of like liking someone yeah. is nice. And being liked back gives you a huge confidence boost. Yeah, yes. Mm. Some people get this from platonic friendships as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, love. Stop fulfilling my emotional needs like I do and then maybe I'll find a spouse. Okay. So, you know, you need to ditch me in order to find love, to find a partner. This, I get this it. This podcast is my very long way around. This is our last episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, but there is a big trend at the moment of uh, platonic life partnerships. So mm. people choosing to, yeah, be in platonic life relationships. Yeah. Um, so that cool. aren't, aren't sexual or intimate at all. But they have just found, I guess, you could say like what I have with Nick, but just like mm. your best friend and you decide to, yep, buy a house together and mm. have a combined income and all that kind of stuff and build a life together with a yeah. friend. I could totally see that happening. If you weren't married, if you never met Nick, that might be us. It could have been. a podcast in the back room. It could have been. I could live with you. I could live with you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. You might. I'm pretty annoying. Oh, yeah, maybe I couldn't because I like to recharge solo. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, let's move on to cons. Let's so, move on to cons. Cons of a relationship not having your own space. 100%. Well, I mean, that's not a problem with, for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there are times where I'm like, I wish I lived alone. Maybe sometimes. Mm. I think after having six housemates, that was my final straw. I think I might have yeah. said this before, like... That's when I'm like, I'm happy to live alone. But that's the other thing you've, uh, I've grown up into my adulthood living with someone else. So I'm like, so used to it. Yeah. Um, like I'm from, I've never. i in my ways. I have to find someone that matches really well. Yeah. I've never yeah. had any like out of home living experiences where I've been on my own. Whereas you've been um, living by yourself for quite a while now. Yeah. So the idea of melding your life single life with someone else's single life, who's like set in their ways mm. and like has their order and the way they like to live and melding those two together would mm. be quite difficult. I would worry about that probably the most yeah. out of any other relationship component. Yeah. Yeah. But like mm. Nick and I have like sort of uh, developed those things together from the beginning. Yeah. Of how we do everything. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is codependency. So the reduction of individuality and independence overall, mm. which again, doesn't affect everybody, but I think it can affect a lot of people quite quickly. And you see those people who are like serial daters, like yeah. they somehow manage to just go from one relationship to the next. And yeah. it's like, how, literally, how are you doing that? But you, it, you it, can't always can't have that alone. connection with people, right? You'd be doing it for the sake of being in a relationship. Right. Yeah. So like, that's not good. Like, you can't make it your entire personality is dating someone. Like, No, but I guess you do 
lose a little bit of your individuality, I guess. I probably have mm. without even realizing it. Um, I often say as well, um, Nick and I talk about this all the time. We're like, I don't even know how we would date other people because we've been together for so long. Mm. Our identity and like is sort of like each other. Mm. And like, we're so weird. Mm. You are, yeah, you have like have your own language. We're like... Your own dialect. Yeah. And it's like you, I don't even know how I would be with anyone else because mm. I'm like my identity as a person's kind of like with Nick. Yeah. Right. And mm. I don't even know how I would be with anyone else because I couldn't do the same things. And mm. now I'm like set in my ways because I haven't known anything else since I was 17. Yeah. Imagining either of you single is weird. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Another point is like all the decisions you make. Um, you do need to kind of factor in another person's life. Like you can't be completely selfish about decisions you want to make when you are in a relationship because mm. most of what you do affects another person. Yep. So you have to be conscious about everything you're doing. Mm. Yeah, that makes me think of a few things. Like um, it's sort of like, again, traveling. Like if I decide that I want to move to Germany, which I do at some point, it's like if I was dating someone and they didn't want to move, it's like, well, I, I wouldn't want to give that up for somebody. Mm. But some people would. Yeah. And then they get divorced later and they're like, oh, I wish I didn't give up all my dreams for my partner. Yeah. But it is something you have to sort of consider. Like It is, yeah. yeah. But that's also why you have to make sure that the person you pick is on the same page as you. Yeah. like oh. And wants the same things in life. Because yes. so many people pick people that maybe they're just physically attracted to, but they have nothing in common. And not to say that it's not going to work if you have nothing in common, but like if you don't want the same things out of life. Yeah it's probably not going to work because someone's going to miss out on some aspect of what they want. And then you'll just end up resenting that person for it because yeah. you decided to just be with them anyway. You know, I'm really happy that we brought that up because there was a great thing that someone posted the other day and I screenshot it, but it hasn't transferred over to my computer. Um, ah, found it. Okay. This is from Tom Biliau, Biliu, not exactly sure how it's pronounced, but his impact theory on YouTube, you've probably seen his videos. Um, so he's got, before you get married, discuss bills, parenting styles, credit debt, religion, how to deal with family, what beliefs will be instilled in your children, childhood traumas, sexual expectations, partner expectations, financial expectations, family health history, Mental health history, bucket list, dream home, careers and education, political views and whatever else comes to mind. Wow. Love is not enough. No. It's so true though. Yeah. It's so, so true. So many things you wouldn't think about. Like I would also, like if I couldn't date a religious person, it just wouldn't work. No. Like. But there are so many people. It was like when we read in the Reddit Reacts um, last episode mm. and there was that woman and, the, and they had been married for a year, but they'd only yeah. just discussed the topic of cheating. Yeah. And, and they're like, on very different pages. How about have it. you not discussed this before? It's like, yeah. how have you not discussed like what your deal breakers are? And like, mm. there are lots of things that people don't consider. And it's scary when you're looking from an outsider perspective and you can see the differences in what these people want in each other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. In their own lives, I should say. Yeah. And they don't match up. And you're like, so you're going to be together anyway? What are you doing? Okay, good luck. Because when that yeah. comes to a head, what yep. the fuck are you going to do? But I yeah. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, we'll deal with it when we get there. And no, I've, I've seen it's that like, go badly. No, you have to like 
want the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah, great point. Mm. Another one is it's harder to make your own life changes without partner sabotage. So there's this thing, I guess, even if it's not intentional, but you'll often sort of bring down the person you live with to your level in certain things or like you get into a really stable sort of like balance. Yeah. And then if one person wants to make a life change, it can throw off the other person and or can sabotage you because your partner doesn't want to do the same thing. And hold you back, yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you want to make a positive change, you want to start drinking less or something, but your partner still drinks regularly, Mm. like, you know, it's like you may be more enticed to go back to it or if it's, like, eating healthy or if it's trying to get into an exercise routine or anything else that's, like, beneficial to you. But I guess it can also go the other way. Like, you may not start drinking so much because your partner doesn't drink. You know, it can sort of, like, it can go both ways. But, yeah, this is the big thing where, like, even if it's not intentional, someone may not want their partner to better themselves too much and then feel left behind. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Hmm. And yeah, the last point we had was that you have to compromise the way you want to live and your habits. If you're getting into a relationship when you're already adult and established in your own life, but yeah, putting up with other people's habits is, I mean, Nick Nick and I have to put up with each other's habits, even though we grew up together. Definitely not flawless. Like, we both piss each other off all the time. Oh, you see, but you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. It's just the thing about when you're like looking at the perfect couple, it's like, oh, look at them, no problems. Oh, we still fight. We still fight all the time. It blows my mind. Yeah. No, we do. We do have fight. Not, not fights. We have like arguments. I still punch and him in the throat every now and, disagree. and then. Disagree. Yes, I give him a good throttle every now and then. Um, no, we still like have disagreements and arguments about stuff, but that's healthy. Yeah. If you didn't then you probably are not in a healthy relationship if you don't fight. But anyway. Yeah. Ah, what fun this has been. We're at the end. What a beefy episode. It was a bit beefy, a bit longer than expected, but that's Mm. okay. We had a lot to cover. Yeah, good thing we didn't have that guest star to talk about polygamy that we... I know. Yeah, we we wanted to find someone who's in a, um, yeah, like an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship to get like a third um, Uh, perspective. Yeah. To get a third. Um... (laughs) But maybe we'll do that uh, another time. Yeah, if you found this interesting, everyone. Yeah, we could do yeah. a part two. Um, yeah. But also, like, if you do have the viewpoint of a polygamous relationship and you want to share with us, you can chat with us online and share your opinions on the fact. Yes, have you been married forever? Are you in a polyamorous relationship? Or are you perpetually forever single? Alone? <laughs> forever alone or never alone? Yeah, what do you think? Let us know. Um, yeah, we covered a lot of shit. Covered a lot of shit. Open my eyes. I've decided I want a divorce. Good. I'll take one of you. <laughs> one of us. I don't care which. Who gets left out? <laughs> well, I see. You were so heartbroken. So heartbroken. Anyway, all right, well, we'll be back in your ears in a fortnight's time with episode 12. We hope you enjoyed this episode and... As always, follow us on socials and share with your friends. Our handle is Two Flat Whites Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And yeah, we really appreciate everyone who's listened to this season so far. And if you like what you hear, please rate us and give us a review on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps us out and really helps us if you share um, our stuff on socials as well. Um, Yes, tell your family, tell your friends. Tell everyone that we are amazing. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Well, good chatting about uh, sex and relationships and 
dicking oh. brick walls and such. Well, I forgot to say earlier, I'm so sorry if you're my brothers and you're listening <laughs> to this. Or your parents? Yeah, my parents don't listen, but uh, if you're a family member of mine, apologies if you just got enlightened in a way you didn't want to, but thank yeah. you for listening. and ditto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apologies to our well, family. My, my family, sorry, but not sorry. Well, now you know. Now you know. Now the jig is up. <laughs> <laughs> you're a slut. <laughs> All right, well... Thanks, right. friends. Siesta forever. Siesta forever. Thank you, friends. Been a been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you in two weeks. Down the throat. Down the throat. <laughs>